Golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get my way. The boys and me got big NASA going. We will forward drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on ESPN 1080. Congratulations to Zach Johnson. Big win at the John Deere. Exactly. And big hometown favorite. But a great playoff. Exactly. Give us the play-by-play. Exactly. Mike Bender, former uh, on the bag. Yeah, former golf uh, teacher at uh, Timaquan. Mike was on the bag for Zach Johnson. This uh, this tournament here is at um, Illinois. Yeah, and he's he's um, the Mike, John Deere Classic. In Mike, um, of course, Zach's longtime teacher, and uh, his caddy actually. Was uh, Damon oh, Green? Yep, over uh, playing in the Senior um, Open Championship, correct? You know, it, it, is, it was fun to watch. You know, they both made double bogeys on the 18th hole of the. Uh, uh, you know, they, they yeah, they were um, sudden death. They both go the first playoff hole, and make sixes on the 18th hole. Then they come back again, and uh, Zach hits it in the bunker again. Same exact bunker, same uh, yardage, and then uh, proceeds to stake it one foot from the hole. It was like 190 yards away. And uh, Troy Madison? From Rockledge, Florida. Yeah, Troy Madison from Rockledge, Florida. Uh, Good showing. Yeah, couldn't uh, couldn't close the deal. Uh, but it was fun to watch. It was exciting. And uh, Jim's, or yes, Steve Stricker uh, trying to go for four in a row. Kind of faded in the uh, final. Yeah, he, could, he didn't have his old Stricker magic there in uh, Illinois at the John Deere Classic. Which well, is, four Pete would be pretty outstanding. Yeah, that's I think. Tall order. They not, might might have to name the tournament after. Yeah, him. there's not much going on. Maybe uh, the town. Not too many people uh, pulling that number off, uh, four in a row. But it was a lot of fun to watch. And this week, Holly, you know what this week is? This is our anniversary. That's right, Rich B. Well, first, uh, acknowledge <laughs> you. This is your big inter- anniversary, six years on the air. Um, Can you imagine? And Tuck and O'Neill are trying to get me out of here. They're trying to get me fired so bad, Tuck and O'Neill. It's a tough act to follow those guys, uh, Tuck and O'Neill. They're good, yes, but it they is. ain't that good. But they've got their uh, money after the majors coming up. Yes, they do at Shingle Creek. And uh, for anybody interested in playing, there's still plenty of time. You can sign up at ESPNFlorida.com. Uh, bring a twosome. It's only 69 bucks, and this thing is a blast. 8.30 a.m. shotgun Monday, July 23rd. That would be this coming Monday. And, hey, you're going to be watching the British early in the morning, so, you know, hopefully by 8.30 Monday you'll be able to, uh, you know, polish off the champagne and, and hey, join they got, us they for got the big free beer. Shingle Creek Open 2. Free beer and food after. The buffet's excellent. Don't get between me and the buffet. 
That's right. So, um, well, we've got to get down to business here because we are countdown to the Open Championship, the British Open, the third major of the year. And Where's your countdown clock? Last, I know. Last week I, you had the by the minute. We'll, we'll have it in second. the next segment, okay, <laughs> uh, when it gets a little closer. But we're going to go straight to our man covering golf around the planet, our big dog from globalgolfpost.com, Brian Hewitt to give us the inside scoop and countdown to the British Open Championship. Hey, Brian. Holly, uh, how you doing? Uh, you know, uh, this, is, this is sort of an extra special major because uh, we are Global Golf Post, and uh, the winner on Sunday will be declared the champion golfer of the year. And that is, uh, they like to think that's for the world. So um, it's, it's, there's a very nice buzz right now. And speaking of countdowns, you know, uh, if you're an insomniac, you can get up at 4.30 in the morning in the middle of the night and start watching it on TV uh, the, tomorrow morning. Or you can have your DVR set and wake up whenever you wake up and have hours to watch. So it's just, uh, it, it, there's that, that Wednesday evening buzz before a major, which I just love. And uh, nothing, you know, each of the majors has its own uniqueness. But, um, you know, the British is special in the fact, first of all, the courses, Lynx courses, um, not which many people get a chance to really experience. And then, of course, the weather, which is certainly going to play a factor this week. Um, all the bunkers on this course, Royal Litham, with 200 bunkers. So we're going to get to see a lot of shots that Joe Golfer is <laughs> probably going to say, hey, that looks like me, hitting it backwards out of the bunker, back towards the tee. We're going to see all kinds of stuff going on. And uh, it just makes this tournament special and really fun to watch on TV. It, it really is. Um... I mean, it's hard to say anything's better than watching the Masters on TV, but, but this one is, is so different, uh, to, to your point, Holly, uh, than, than anything else that we watch, particularly uh, in the realm of a major. And uh, although, although this year it won't be quite as different as normal because the golf course is very green, and they actually, believe it or not, they like to have their golf courses over there look a little bit more of a, have a brownish green to them. But because of all the rain they've had over there, it, it's green. And uh, and and uh, I think an important point there is that the the green speeds are going to be a little bit slower than normal, um, simply because there's been so much rain and, and and the grass is growing so fast. And I think that is because I'm sure you're going to ask me who the favorites are here. Um, obviously, Tiger Woods, who's won three times already this year, is is the betting favorite. But I think that Tiger really likes. Well, let me back up. First of all, Tiger loves to know have a sense for what the green speeds are. He, you, you'll hear him talk about that all the time. When he doesn't win, I didn't get the green speeds correct. Uh, and typically that happens when the greens are slower. He loves fast greens. Uh, basically what the guys are going to get this week are medium to slow greens. Now there's going to be lots of other things that's going to make it hard for them to score, the bunkers that you mentioned and, 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 the, and the conditions, the, the variations in the, in the weather. But I think Tiger is certainly the favorite to win, but not as big a favorite as as he normally would be in a situation like this because of the green speeds. Here are a couple of interesting facts that point out how significantly the weather can play and which end of the draw you mm. get. In 1938, Tommy Armour finished 12 over and won at Carnoustie. Contrast that to 16 under Louis Oosthuizen in 2010 at St. Andrews. So uh, there could be some pretty big swings depending on the weather. 
Well, and I'm trying to remember the year. But it was back when Tiger was playing his best golf. I don't think it was 2000. Uh, but he went over there with 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 the uh, with a live slam on the line. He had won uh, uh, the Masters and the uh, and the U.S. Open, and he got on the wrong, what they call the wrong side of the draw. He got the the bad weather the first day in the morning, and then he got the bad weather the second day in the afternoon. And and there was something like a 12 shot swing between the guys that were on the good side of the draw and the bad side of the draw. Uh, so and that was at Muirfield. I, I, again, I don't remember the exact year. Um, I want to say 2002, but I'm not. It doesn't matter. It, it, again, back to your point, Holly. The weather is key. The, the good news we were hearing today uh, was that all the dire prophecies of, of horrible weather for the week have basically um, been changed. Uh, the weather is always changeable over in the U.K., and they're actually expecting some sunshine, a little less rain, and a little less wind, although they're predicting gale force winds late Sunday. And I hope that prediction is true because that will really, whoever is leading at that point, that will really hold that player's feet to the fire. Well, you mentioned um, about putting and how that um, might be something um, that will be troublesome for Tiger in terms of the speed of the greens. But let's flip that over in the case of wind and weather. One of the things we know Tiger has uh, been working on um, uh, very focused is the stinger, and yep. that could be something that would be the uh, the special ace in his bag. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he. It, it, this is a golf course and a championship that you, you have to navigate your, your way around all four days. And and we've seen Tiger do that before when he won at Hoylake and at, at Royal uh, Liverpool. Um, uh, he didn't use a driver the entire week. Nobody does that better than Tiger. You, you will see him hitting the, the stinger a lot with the three-wood. And I don't think that he's going to have a problem navigating his way around. He's very smart. Uh, he, he knows how to pick his lines, and he, and he knows how to, you know, break down a golf course in, in preparation. If if he does not win this week, it, in my opinion, it will be because of the putting. Well, if we think about all the bunkers on this golf course, um, 20 bunkers on the 17th hole alone, uh, that would make you think that somebody with an ace short game might have some advantage, although um, it certainly, I think, eliminates a lot of recovery shots. But given that, who do you see? Is it Luke Donald that this might favor? Yeah, great question, and, and you just answered. You just gave my answer. I, I have, We actually had a draft at Global Golf Post among the staffers uh, for a very modest uh, stipend, and uh, I had the second pick in the first round. The first pick obviously went to Tiger Woods, and it was a, actually I, I thought it was a tough second pick because there were all sorts of different guys that you could pick with the second pick in the first round. I did pick Luke Donald because I believe he is the best bunker player in the world, uh, and certainly you, you better be able to know what the heck you're doing out of the sand uh, over there. I mean, it, those those bunkers, by the way, Holly, are not, and Rich, they're not like our bunkers over here in the States. These are like basically hitting your ball into a into a well and, uh, and, and hoping that you can even get it out sideways. Uh, these are very, very penal bunkers. Uh, so that's why I like Luke a lot. Um, uh, and, and I'm actually, and this is the kiss of death for Luke, I'm actually picking him to win the tournament. 
I think I heard one guy say you need a guide dog to get out of some yeah. of these bunkers or uh, maybe a 15-foot ladder. There's some pretty severe faces on, on some, of these, some of these bunkers. So, uh, yeah, let's get down to some nitty-gritty questions here. Um, well, let's, let's start out with the question about uh, uh, Luke Donald or Lee Westwood. Uh, who do you think has got the best chance to win? Um, it's the $64 million question you got. And, and Westwood spoke to this in his, when they had him in the interview room earlier in the week. He, was, he gets a little criticism for not having a, a spot-on short game, um, but he has been number, as he pointed out, he didn't get to number one in the world by, by being a chump. His strength is, is driving it long, driving it straight, uh, and, and, and tee to green, and that's going to be huge uh, in, in this in this golf tournament with all those bunkers waiting out there. They're basically like uh, lateral water hazards. It's almost like a half or a three-quarter shot penalty if you get into one. So you have to like Lee Westwood if he's driving the ball well, but the opposite is is Donald, who, who is number one in the world right now, and his strength is not driving either straight or length, but it's 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 from 80 yards on in. So uh, I think the conditions will dictate a little bit which which one of those two you pick. I hate to hedge on the show, Holly. I know you want a you want a direct answer, but it's 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 sort of a pick 'em between those two guys. Well, as I said last week, uh, when you throw in the the weather conditions, the uniqueness of the golf course, and the parity out there at so many levels, you need a Ouija board to probably pick a winner for the British Open. Rory McIlroy in there uh, for well, the uh, trifecta. Well, we, we haven't mentioned his name, have we? Uh, uh, you know, I like him a lot, Rich. Uh, he hasn't played in a while, so either that means he's going to be rusty or it means he's going to be fresh. And I think fresh counts for a lot in this golf tournament or this championship because it tends to wear you down. Uh, I know Luke's been playing a lot lately, uh, which doesn't necessarily work in his favor. Uh, Ricky Fowler like McElroy hasn't I don't think Ricky has played since the US Open. That can work in his favor. He also seems to like Lynx golf very much. And the guy the other name that I will throw in that that we haven't mentioned yet, who I like a lot, uh, because he's on form. Uh he has won this championship twice. Uh he knows how to deal with the weather. He's a veteran. You've probably figured out the name that's about to come out of my mouth and that's Porig Harrington. I like him a ton. Ooh. Padraig, I like that too. Speaking of another guy who is rested, yes. uh, what about Jason Duffner? Well, yeah, I mean, this is a guy who's, who remains under the radar uh, despite the fact that he continues to play terrific golf, uh, uh, you know, as, as recently as the U.S. Open. I'm not sure that, that Jason has demonstrated his chops, if you will, yet in, in the Open Championship, in, in Lynx Golf, but, but I've watched him enough in the last two years. Um, to say never rule him out. He would certainly be in my top ten, top dozen guys. And do you think a, um, you know, more likely an international player, um, someone from that side of the pond has an advantage just given the course conditions? Or do you think uh, it's it's going to be somebody from the U.S. side that's, that's going to surprise us? Well, the Americans have been doing better in majors recently, haven't they? But to, to, I, I think... The, my answer to your question is yes. I, I do think there's two guys that I really like among the so-called internationals. Uh, one is Francesco Molinari, who almost won last week, and, and is really a wonderful putter. 
and, and a wonderful player and, and, and really a level-headed guy, a Ryder Cupper. Uh, the other guy that I like a lot, um, he's an Englishman. Um, it's sort of he won a WGC event earlier this year. He's, his place is secure on the European Ryder Cup squad later this year. Um, he knows the conditions. He, he's a, a good guy, also level-headed. I like Justin Rose a lot. So there's to answer your question, before I picked another American, I would I would have to throw those two names out as guys who have a good shot. Well, you are the man when it comes to Global Golf Post and and the inside scoop. Uh, how about let's look at a couple of others past champions and uh, a couple that I think you'd have to bet on. Although uh, first, I'm going to say Phil Mickelson, but you know Phil's uh, been a, a little bit uh, out of his element recently. And and Ernie Els, you, you got to kind of think maybe Ernie, the way he's been playing, has a shot. Well, Ernie has won the Open Championship before. Uh, he, he, his biggest problem in the last half a year or a year or so has been putting and also closing the deal uh, right here at, at Bay Hill. He couldn't quite get it done, although he played a lot of good golf. Phil is just, you know, he's, he's just a huge question mark. He, uh, uh, he, he hasn't done much in the last three or four months, but his history is when he goes into a major championship not having done much, he always plays well, and he showed a little bit of form last week at the Scottish Open in Lynx weather at Castle Stewart up in Inverness. Uh, shot 64 on Saturday. It didn't play that well on Sunday. So he's, he's a bit of a wild card, but you, you certainly can't take your eyes off of Phil ever in a major championship. Well, if uh, we put Tiger on the side, who's your number two pick before we let you go? Yeah, uh, it's it's there's a big gulf there in terms of, of, of the favorites. I will go back to what I said earlier. I just have a sense, uh, and I'll give you one more piece of information. Now that Luke Donald is working with Pete Cowan on his long game and working with his college coach, Pat Goss, on his short game, I just have a hunch that the number one player in the world, Luke Donald, this might be the week that he gets it done. All right. Well, uh, that number one spot could possibly change hands between yes. four players. So that's certainly an even bigger story as we go into uh, the third major of the season, teeing off tomorrow morning, live from the British Open. And, uh, Brian, tell all our listeners how they can check out your coverage, because I know you got a team of people over there yeah holly believe it or not we're in our third year and almost up to four hundred thousand subscribers which is really kind of a, a neat thing uh a lot of credit to our publisher jim nugent uh globalgolfpost.com that's all one word globalgolfpost.com you can subscribe for free and you can get the world of golf uh, uh in your computer by seven or eight a.m on monday morning every week and uh we're, we're pretty proud of, of what we've done, and, and uh, we, we're going to continue to work hard to, to, to bring the best and, and, the, uh, and the most current golf to, to our readers on a weekly basis. Hats off to you and to Nuge, one of our uh, good, good friends, and uh, appreciate all uh, your contributions to the Golf Insiders and to the world of golf. Brian Hewitt, one of our best. Thank you, my man. Thanks for having me, you guys. All right. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 1080 ESPN Orlando. Stay with us. Jeff Shane from the Orlando Sentinel live coming up next.
Drive the BMW of your dreams at the price you like with financing you don't want to miss. Get to Fields BMW and choose from an incredible selection of certified pre-owned BMWs. Now with special 0.9% financing. Fields BMW, Winter Park, South Orlando, Daytona Beach, and Lakeland. Fields matters because you matter. Visit FieldsBMW.com. Offer valid with approved credit up to 36 months and excludes the X6 and M-Series models. We all want more distance immediately. Now get a more powerful release and impact and increase your distance with the full-release reverse grip from Field Golf. The full-release reverse grip gives you a correct tour player-like grip the very first time you use it. That means more power and increased distance. The pros love it, and you will too. The full-release, sold at Golfsmith and other fine retailers, or buy online now at fieldgolf.net. That's fieldgolf.net. Golfers, have you discovered Swing Wing? It's the six-in-one inflatable power swing trainer. The Swing Wing power trainer will make you hit it longer and stronger. Swing Wing's patented design provides wind resistance training that will improve your tempo, increase your clubhead speed, and get you more distance. If you're tired of big and bulky training aids, the Swing Wing is the answer. It's simple and easy to use. Just inflate it, slide it under your club, and swing away. Swing Wing is perfect for warming up before practice or play. We're just 10 swings, you're ready to smash it down the fairway. The Swing Wing 6-in-1 Trainer helps eliminate bad habits like scooping, flying elbow, and more. The Swing Wing will improve your arm position, swing plane, and full body turn. Hit it longer and stronger. Buy the Swing Wing now for just $29.99. The Swing Wing 6-in-1 Power Trainer is a no-brainer. Just $29.99. Get more distance and control. Order your Swing Wing today. Go to SwingWingGolf.com. SwingWingGolf.com. Golfers, have you discovered the hottest golf ball since the Pro V1? Well, listen up. They're Chromax golf balls, and they're cooler and more colorful than Ricky Fowler's outfits on the PGA Tour. Chromax golf balls feature a reflective inner layer and translucent outer layer that make the golf ball appear brighter and easier to hit. Chromax's metallic finish reflects sunlight through the clear cover for unprecedented visibility, making it easier to hit the sweet spot, track the trajectory of your ball in flight, and make adjustments to your swing. Chromax golf balls are USGA approved and come in a rainbow of colors to suit every golfer's personality and playing ability. Lower your scores and put some fun back into your game. Chromax golf balls are available at your local golfsmith stores or visit www.chromaxgolf.com. Are you happy with your website? Do you need new business cards, brochures, or promotional materials? Then you need GMSImage.com. GMSImage.com provides creative marketing concepts and dynamic graphic design. GMSImage.com is quick and responsive and will deliver your project on time and within your budget. Visit GMSImage.com. 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 321-303-9684. 321-303-9684. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4. Countdown to the Open Championship, as they say across the pond. Rich B, Holly G here in the house. 
The third major of the year, Rich. It's exciting. You know what that means. The Monday after the majors is coming up. But, That's uh, right. You know, there's nothing more exciting. Uh, if you're from the west coast of, uh, you know, the United States, they got people teeing off by, before they have last call. Ooh, you got to like that, huh? <laughs> what an interesting tidbit. Yeah, the first tee time, 6.30 a.m., and with the, what, six-hour difference? Oh, yeah. Uh, it will be, uh, I think the coverage, coverage starts, starts at 4.30, 430 yeah. uh, on uh, ESPN. ESPN. Yes, so it I does. I will be able to watch it. Yes, indeed. You need your Sentinel. you got to have a Sentinel if you're going to uh, you know, have anything going on there, Holly. Absolutely. And, uh, hey, another brief recap over the weekend. Um, the Senior Open Championship, big winner there. Roger, Roger Chapman. Chapman. Two majors this year. Two senior majors. That's pretty good. This guy came out of nowhere. He played more than 600 rounds or 600 tournaments on the uh, European tour. And, uh, you know, he comes, you know, he, I don't even think he ever won over there. Now he comes over here and he's uh, he's a major winner now, two in a row. So uh, this could be impressive if he wins uh, another one. Well, Very impressive. Speaking of major winners, major winners in the TV broadcasting world, one of our favorites, Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. We need to bring him in covering uh, Golf Central and the Anchor Desk this week. Uh, as we know, only the Golf Channel does it the best for the majors, and we are going to have Todd give us the scoop. Hey, Todd. Hey, guys. How are you? Doing great. Wild Wild coverage, you've already started. Uh, by the way, nice job on Morning Drive last week. Thank you. That was a lot of fun. A little different, a little early, but it was fun. Hey, I, I like to have in my, my cup of joe with uh, Todd in the morning. <laughs> that was fun. But anyway, uh, big week. Uh, where do we start? Tiger Woods. Okay. Uh, well, are you asking me or are you just saying Tiger? I, 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 don't know if he's, I don't know if he's ready for this yet. Uh, when I say he's ready for what's about to happen to him, I mean, he's, there are over 200 bunkers here. Um, his short game, his bunker play specifically, has not been good as of late. He used to be really, really good with his short game. Um, and he used to be really bad with his driver. Now it's kind of flip-flopped. I don't know. I, I, I still think he's still searching a bit. I don't know if it was a punch to the belly in some ways by him missing the Greenbrier cut. Um, but this is a different animal. I mean, this is this is wind. This is rain. This is a golf course where you have to be a tactician. This is a golf course where if you do hit in the bunker, you're probably going to lose a, a shot on the hole. Um, I, I don't know. I don't. I think he is close to being the favorite, but I wouldn't categorize him. I'd go against the odds makers and would not categorize him as the favorite this week. I like someone who's got a little bit of perspective on this uh, because I think, you know, a lot of people, of course, are now jumping on the bandwagon and um, saying he looks like the hands-down favorite. But, yes, let's review these inconsistencies. A win at Bay Hill, tied for 40th at the Masters. Win at Muirfield, tied for 21st U.S. Open. And won at Congressional, missed the cut at Greenbrier. So, you know, it's definitely not the Tiger that we've known from the past. No, and, I mean, and it's not only that, but, I mean, the, the, the elements are going to be awful. These greens are going to be rolling at about a foot and a half slower than what he's used to on the PGA Tour. Now, Grant, he's played a lot of these events. I'm not saying he's going over there as a novice. Um, but, you know, it's wet, nasty conditions. I, I don't know. If, if the course was a little faster, a little firmer, I would say Tiger is, without a doubt, the favorite. But I, I, 
because it's softer, and I say that because the greens would be faster, and I think that his bunker play would serve him better if the bunkers were drier. Um, because I, I, if when you're when you're playing in wet sand and your bunker play is off a bit, I, it's not good. Um, so I, yeah, I just I mean I think he I would not be surprised. Would I be shocked if he won? No. Would I be surprised if he's in contention come Sunday? Absolutely not. He very well may be, but I don't know if he's at the top of his game right now to play and win at the Open Championship. All right, so turning to probably the second big story, which is can Luke Donald or Lee Westwood get over their major championship funk and uh, bring it home? Well, breaking down both of these guys, first Luke Donald. He hasn't had a subpar opening round at a major championship since the 2009 PGA. For whatever reason, he cannot start well in major championships. His scoring average I think an opening round at a major championship is over 73. So if he can come out and get out of the gate and get past his nerves and have a good opening round, like a a good one or two under par round, I think Luke Donald will be in the mix. As for Lee Westwood, um, Tita Green, I think he's the best player on the planet. Um, His short game, though, is suspect big time to the point where um, it's, it's definitely an anchor in his in his bag. If he a short game is so important in a major championship because the greens are so difficult to hit, you're not going to hit every green. It's not like they played at TPC Deer Run John Deere last week for the winning scores close to 20 under par. Now here, I mean, par is a great great score. So you got to get up and down a lot, and that's probably what tells Lee Westwood back so much. Now, if if he can have a good now average, if he can have an average short game week like middle of the field, I think he could win this event easily. All right. Looking at some disappointments at Olympic, which one would be Westwood, maybe number two, McDowell. Uh, I would say both of those guys uh, would be uh, really grinding for this one. Well, I wouldn't call them disappointments because, I mean, I would call Roy McIlroy a disappointment. I would call Luke Donald a disappointment because they didn't play the weekend. I mean, at least those guys were there in the mix, especially McDowell, who's been searching to get back to that form that we saw him win at Pebble in the U.S. Open back in 2010. Um, I mean, the more experience you have Sunday on the back nine and being there, the more it toughens you up. I mean, sure, Lee Westwood has had the most experience in those major championships without a victory. And, but, I mean, if you listen to him, he embraces all of this. He, he doesn't see it as scar tissue. He sees it as learning experiences. And that's just a simple mentality. If you do that, then you've got a positive energy going into the next major. And we, of course, know that great players are measured by their major championship victories. You think that is uh, just some good body armor going on there? Or <laughs> do you think that's, um, you know, really how uh, the, t- the, the teeth of uh, his uh, cloth really bear down? No, I mean, come on, they're bright guys. They, they don't go into this – they don't go into the Open Championship kicking themselves saying, man – I don't have a shot. I mean, I, I, I didn't win the U.S. Open. Uh, I mean, you look at look. Sergio's got that. Sergio, you heard him when he nearly won against Patrick Harrington, and he said, "You know, the golf gods are against me, or whatever." He still carries that around. Yeah. He still he still carries all of that lumber around with him, saying, "Woe is me! I'm not supposed to win." And he's got an awful attitude if he's not playing well. Awful. Probably the worst I've ever encountered. 
And well, because got, of that, I don't know if he'll ever win a major championship. Not he's sure. got the he weight can, of Spain around his neck. Uh, you know, you can tell that he, well, he's carrying a large burden. Uh, I, I don't think he's carrying the weight of his country. I just think that you know, he he just simply. I, I just don't think he's in the right frame of mind. I'll just put it that way. He needs to be in a better mental place if he plans to win major championships. And if you're going to if you're going to go that way and go that route, absolutely, you're defeated before you put a peg in the ground. And what pro golfer, pro athlete would say, I'm not good enough to win? Right. I mean, quote, unquote. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think those lead shoes are uh, Sergio's own. I, well, I agree with you. It, if it's not that as much as it, you can't, you can't sit here and live on the bad breaks that you're going to have, especially at an open championship, because the ball is going to run out more. It's going to end up in a bunker when you didn't hit it there. It's going to, you know, it's going to roll off the green in collection areas and, you know, and stuff like that. It's just, you're going to get some weird, weird bounces at an open championship. If you're going to sit here and say, I'm getting screwed, then you're not going to win. Well, here's a player we know that embraces every piece of the Open Championship. Padraig Harrington. Hmm. Yeah, you think I mean, about his chances. Well, I think Padraig is playing well. Uh, two top tens in his last uh, two majors. Uh, a T8, I believe, at the Masters. I'm going off the top of my head. And a tie for fourth um, at the U.S. Open. So, I mean, he went really south there for a while. And uh, he's pulled himself out. He, he's a grinder. He's up there with VJ as far as working on the range on his game so much. Uh, he's trending in the right way. I mean, a lot of people are telling me, and I believe in people who I listen to, saying that Padraig Harrington is, is a really good value if you're heading to the betting booth over there in Europe and you want to put a dollar or two down. Uh, I think he's like 30 or 33 to 1. Uh, yeah, he's, he's got a good mentality. He's got a positive uh, frame of mind. He hasn't won. Now, you know, so he doesn't have that experience, but he is playing well, and obviously he knows how to win an Open Championship or two. Rory, is he pulling out of his mini slump? Um, that's a good question. That's a, you know, that, that, of all the players, of all the elite players out there, he's the one who I'm most interested in watching the first few days because he missed the cut at the players, missed the cut at the U.S. Open. You know, he's... He played the Irish Open he, on a golf course that he's played a lot in Northern Ireland. You know, he finished, I think, top 15 there or something like that. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, he's, been, he's been working hard. I do know that. He's been really working hard on his game, and he's been working hard on his mental aspect with some friends of his who play rugby in Northern Ireland. Um, so, I'm interested to see how he's going to play this event. He, he's, a little, he's a lot more humble than he was this time last year because last year he was like a rock star when he arrived at Royal St. George's after winning at Congressional. Uh, I, I think he's kind of, uh, you know, this, what has happened to him over the last few weeks may actually be the best thing for Roy McIlroy is kind of, you know, lose touch of his game a bit. As my grandfather said, you've got to eat dirt before you can rise from it. So I think maybe he got a mouthful or two over the last few months. Well, and he probably likes being a little bit, um, you know, in, <laughs> under the radar, if that's possible, behind Donald and Westwood right now. Maybe so, maybe so. But I will say this about Roy and Donald and Westwood as well. They, especially Westwood and, and McElroy, for as big as they are, they do handle the spotlight beautifully. Um, they, they're given a lot of requests and, you know, from their sponsors and other tournaments and autographs and so on. They handle it really, really well. Is well, there more pressure, uh, Todd, for them over there, given that, uh, you know, of course, the, the media 
probably making many, many more requests just from the fact that they're, uh, you know, in, in, in the home turf, so to speak? I don't think it's more pressure. Um, if anything, it may be a little bit of a comfort level for them. Um, but a, a major championship is a major championship. You don't feel the external pressure as much when you're at their, at their level as much as the internal pressure you feel. And the world has descended on London. I mean, there are more people. They had a thing uh, on the news. Uh, they had almost 200,000 people at Heathrow arriving. Just uh, the turnstiles must be pretty busy. I think uh, 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 right now uh, the uh, Great Britain is just uh, going to be a great place to be uh, for the Open. I think it will be a, a great time over there. Be, yeah, uh, but I, I agree. I, I mean, it I, I do think an Englishman is going to win this event, to be honest with you. If, you. if I had to put a dollar down somewhere. But, I mean, London's far away. Not, well, it's not far, far away. But, I mean, it's not the closest airport, I should say, to uh, Royal Lytham. That's Manchester. Um, so it's a pretty good ways from London. And, and they're out of the Olympic element over there playing uh, near the water. But uh, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if an Englishman wins this week, be it Westwood, be it, be it Donald. Or be it Justin Rose. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Justin Rose up there in the mix as well. Well, let's uh, give some equal time to our American uh, boys. Uh, Tiger Woods aside, who do you think has the best chance at winning? You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised with well, a couple of names. One, I like Matt Kuchar. Uh, Matt Kuchar, is, it, he's got a solid, even keel. Um, obviously, he's got some confidence in winning the players. Um, he, too, has fell down into the depths and picked himself up and, and is playing wonderfully right now. He's steady, um, and he can handle, I feel like. I think he's probably one of the best American players that can handle all the elements and the mental toughness you need to have success there at Rollism. Another guy, I like Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler Lots of buzz about Ricky this week. Two previous Open Championship appearances, uh, Tie for 14th, I believe, and a tie for 5th. Again, I'm going off the top of my head. Tie for 5th last year, I think, at Royal St. George's. Um, he, he, he's a field player. He's a, he's, 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 I mean, for somebody who's only played the Open Championship a couple of times, he welcomes that bad weather and stuff. And, and his pulse rate is about 45 all the time, too. So I, I, like, I like him a lot. And you know what? I, I don't know why, but I, I feel Phil is going to play really well this week. I feel like Mickelson... Although he had eight consecutive rounds over par not too long ago, I think he found something in Scotland, shot 64-65 at the Scottish Open in a couple of back-to-back rounds. Um, I think he is embracing this championship much more over the last few years. I think he really wants to have this Open Championship, the oldest of the major championships, on his resume before he hangs it up. And I think... Him being inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame earlier this year, and he saw those great players who had won the Open Championship. You know, know, Tiger, of course, but Ballesteros, Player, Nicholas, you know, all those great uh, iconic names. He wants to be in that group. So I really do think he has targeted the Open Championship as a must-win event in his mind, and he has really done everything he can to adapt his game and his mentality to get that open championship. Brilliant, brilliant. I completely agree. And uh, before we let you go, let's uh, look at two others, uh, Jason Duffner and how about Hunter Mahan? Well, Jason, uh, for whatever reason, if you look at his past history, he hasn't really played well at the open championship, but he's playing well this year. <laughs> I mean, he's won a couple times. 
He's got a really short, compact swing. Um, not a real high ball hitter, so you know, yes, he could he could fare well. Will he win? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if he, he he's going to be there on Sunday, but I wouldn't be surprised if he is. Who is the other one you said? I'm sorry. Hunter Mahan. Oh, Hunter Mahan. I'm sorry. Hunter Mahan is one of the best ball strikers, uh, maybe the best American ball striker. Um, but his short, he, I mean, you know, getting back to what we're talking about with Lee Westwood, his short game has been bothering him a lot over the last year or two. So much so that he has uh, hired Mark Rowe, who is a former European tour player and kind of a short game expert. He's kind of the Dave Pels of Europe to work with him on his game. Uh, so, you know, if he gets that short game straightened out, absolutely, Hunter Mayhead can easily be in the mix on Sunday afternoon. You think it's going to be a first-time winner or a repeat? I think it's going to be a first-time winner. I mean, I, I, I like I said, I think an Englishman's going to win. I would, I think, I, I think Donald Westwood or Justin Rose will win. Uh, as for top American, uh, I I really like Kuchar. I would not be surprised if Dustin Johnson is in the mix again as he was last year. So, um, And Phil. I, I'm really kind of high on Phil Mickelson. For whatever reason this week, I, I really do feel good about the way uh, Phil's game is trending. Well, it's going to be just a, an exciting uh, rest of the week and weekend. And, Todd, tell our listeners uh, all that's going on at the Golf Channel. Well, um, we got uh, obviously morning drive early in the morning, uh, 7 a.m. start, and uh, actually I think it's 6 to 11 tomorrow. It's going to be early. It's in the morning. It's morning drive. <laughs> so, Absolutely, with ex- uh, extended coverage, which yeah, is terrific. And, and then live from Royal Lytham uh, each evening, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I will tell you this. You can count on tomorrow there will be somebody, maybe two players, on the first play- page of that leaderboard that is Norwegian, that is Swedish, that you've never heard of. He'll be, be like Thor Oxford or something like that, you know. That's so, as bad as that's as bad as Gagan showing up on that leaderboard, dude. Yeah, well, it's, it's so you'll, you'll, you're going to be, we're going to learn more about the world golf, as we did with Louis Ustasa back in 2010 that probably no one's ever heard about, and he went on to dominate that championship. So, a- absolutely. So it'll be a fun, it's fun. You get you wake up in the morning, and you got great championship, major championship golf. On. That's right, and uh, Rich B's got his bunny slippers all cleaned up and uh, yeah. big, uh, big bottle of champagne ready to go. 4.30 a.m. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's not my best visual of the evening, but okay. <laughs> Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel, we love you. Thank you so much. Catch him this week on the Golf Channel. He'll be holding down the fort. We appreciate it. You got it. You listen to the Golf Insiders, 1080 ESPN. We have Jeff Shane live from the UK coming up next. Drive the BMW of your dreams at the price you like with financing you don't want to miss. Get to Fields BMW and choose from an incredible selection of certified pre-owned BMWs. Now with special 0.9% financing. Fields BMW, Windsor Park, South Orlando, Daytona Beach, and Lakeland. Fields matters because you matter. Visit FieldsBMW.com. Offer valid with approved credit up to 36 months and excludes the X6 and M-Series models. 
We all want more distance immediately. Now get a more powerful release and impact and increase your distance with the full release reverse grip from Feel Golf. The full release reverse grip gives you a correct tour player-like grip the very first time you use it. That means more power and increased distance. The pros love it, and you will too. The full release sold at Golfsmith and other fine retailers or buy online now at fieldgolf.net. That's fieldgolf.net. Golfers, have you discovered Swing Wing? It's the 6-in-1 inflatable power swing trainer. The Swing Wing power trainer will make you hit it longer and stronger. Swing Wing's patented design provides wind resistance training that will improve your tempo, increase your club head speed, and get you more distance. If you're tired of big and bulky training aids, the Swing Wing is the answer. It's simple and easy to use. Just inflate it, slide it onto your club, and swing away. Swing Wing is perfect for warming up before practice or play. We're just 10 swings, you're ready to smash it down the fairway. The Swing Wing 6-in-1 Trainer helps eliminate bad habits like scooping, flying elbow, and more. The Swing Wing will improve your arm position, swing plane, and full body turn. Hit it longer and stronger. Buy the Swing Wing now for just $29.99. The Swing Wing 6-in-1 Power Trainer is a no-brainer. Just $29.99. Get more distance and control. Order your Swing Wing today. Go to SwingWingGolf.com. SwingWingGolf.com. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. We're back to Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. Preview to the Open Championship. Howie G and Rich B in the house, wrapping up an hour of Intelligent Golf Talk and... We are so, so, so happy to have on the line, all the way from the UK, Jeff Shane from the Orlando Sentinel. Hey, Jeff. How are you? Oh, my God. You get the uh, ESPN Award of the Century. What time is it over there, my friend? (laughs) It's a quarter of midnight. I suppose. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we apologize for the little technical difficulty at the top, but we are so glad you hung in there. And, um, hey, just uh, tell us what's happening. Well, uh, it, the weather is actually going to be a whole lot better than we thought it was going to be when uh, I first flew out here. I thought that we were going to begin for two days of wet stuff, and it looks like we've got maybe one more set of storms rolling through overnight, and then we're supposed to be free and clear until at least midday on Sunday. So uh, all this talk about, you know, rain gear and wet weather, uh, not going to be quite what uh, we thought it was going to be. However, the course really does need to dry out. It is soaked. I'm guessing that the sand in those bunkers has got to be like concrete. (laughs) It it really is. Uh, In fact, that's what I was writing about today is just, uh, these bunkers are penal enough as is, all 206 of them, and you've got to figure out your way around them. But uh, the sand out here, by and large, is a little different com- uh, composite uh, than we find with the fluffy sand that's used in the United States. It's already a little heavier, and now it's been rained on for five days, so it's going to be heavier than that, uh, and it's going to get clumpy, and it's going to be really in- unpredictable how that how the ball comes out a lot of times could be some broken wrists by the time this championship <laughs> is over so give us a sense of what's been going on in the press room 
clearly um, the buzz is is Tiger, and can he pull out a major championship uh, since 2008? Give us a, give us a sense of what's going on and uh, what you're feeling. Well, that, that's certainly one of the one of the topics here. Uh, and Tiger really went out today to the range and just spent all day. Did not do a practice round per se, but went to the corner of the range, and it just seemed like he spent his entire time working on that low finger shot, going to bore into the wind, stay low and run along the ground. And uh, if uh, if that's what it calls for, then you know he's got a pretty good chance of. Maybe ending that round. I mean, uh, I've been telling a lot of people this week, if Tiger hits it the way he did the first two days of the Olympics, he's going to win. If he hits it the way he did the last two days of the Olympics, somebody else is going to win. I think the other big topic is whether Luke Donald or Lee Westwood can take the zero off of their major column because uh, for both of them, you know, Royal Rhythm ought to set up fairly well. In fact, from tee to green, Lee Westwood might be you know, the best fit for this course of anybody because he's just such a fantastic ball striker. It's just the putting that has everybody kind of cocking an eyebrow and saying, I don't know. Well, given that, um, if the greens are slower or they speed up, what uh, what do you see? Do you see that to uh, his advantage? You know what? I'm not sure because, uh, obviously, I don't think they play the greens quite so fast in Europe as they do in the United States. So it might be to his advantage, but if the greens are really slow and everybody has to adjust, Lee Westwood is not that high-ranked in the putting stats. And so uh, I don't know whether his adjustment uh, time is, is going to be, you know, comparable to, you know, one of the better putters on tour that just seems to have, you know, Tiger or, or Zach Johnson last week, uh, any, anybody like that. It's going to take a lot of adjusting on the fly because the course is going to play wet tomorrow and then it's going to play less wet on Friday and less wet on Saturday. And maybe by Sunday we'll get the open championship conditions that the RNA wanted. Well, with the with the you know depth as we've talked about week after week, um, and then you give the course conditions, the uniqueness of the layout and um, the weather. Uh, this this is probably I think one of the most unpredictable championships. Give us your uh, your U.S. pick outside of Tiger. Um, my U.S. pick in in my uh, in my blog, which I was just finishing up here, and will be online probably as soon as we hang up. Uh, I went with four European guys or four international guys, I should say, because uh, my long shot was Rasheed Goosen, and, and he's South African. But, uh, uh, boy, among the Americans, uh, I think Hunter Mahan may have a shot. He's got a fairly good track record, uh, limited, but he's got a fairly good track record in open. He's got two wins already this season. He's kind of playing well again this year. So, so that's the guy that, that might be on my list. I think Zach Johnson, uh, it's the jet lag and, uh, you know, kind of a letdown from winning. Uh, it doesn't uh, hurt him. He's been on a pretty nice run since the start of May. Those are the two guys that come to my mind straight away. But you're going with a you're going with an international, huh, Jeff? I'm I'm going with with four internationals. Of course, a lot of a lot of all these you know crunching numbers and looking at things when we thought we were going to have bad weather. But uh, you know, some of them you know are, are still all weather guys. Justin Rose is at the top of my list, and he. Yeah, he plays well in, in lots of weather, but I thought, you know. All right, Jeff, uh, he- we got to run.